Welcome to this week's episode of Beauty Babble. Today we're talking about life after aesthetic school and we are joined by Maylene, certified esthetician, who's going to fill us in on how the last year and a half have been for her. Hi, Maylene. Hi. So, Maylene, it's been a year and a half yes. after grad. Tell us what it's been like. Um, very interesting. Lots of learning curves. And... Um, can you be specific? Like, what was your biggest, if you can say, or your top three learnings that you maybe were surprised about or that you were pleasantly surprised about or shockingly surprised about? Yeah. Unpleasantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say learning how it is, like, in the real-life world rather than kind of fake scenarios in school, which has been a little bit different. Um, Do you have a story about that? Not specifically right okay. now. Um, I'd say kind of um, going with the flow of having cancellations and like walk-ins rather than having like a set schedule. Um, was so having to adapt quickly yeah, exactly. to the changes in your day. Mm -hmm. And how did you find for preparing for those last-minute walk-ins? Um, there's not really much you can prepare. You just kind of have to learn to go with the flow. Um, and always be ready for anything. Expect the unexpected. Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. It mm -hmm. can be challenging, those walk-ins. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're just, you know, finished off a treatment and you're not cleaned. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You have to have things ready to go. Mm -hmm. So did you find that you had to kind of change your mindset about how to prepare for these things? Or um, was yeah. it an easy transition? No, it took a few times to... That's fair. Yeah. yeah of course. And that's what this is about, is just being honest and and helping others that are maybe in school right now or just starting out to see mm -hmm. the challenges are normal. I had the same thing when I finished school 30-some years ago, and it hasn't <laughs> changed. So if you look at it, when you finish school of any kind of training, yeah, these are the bumps you go through, and, and you get the best you can get out of the education side. They try to give you what they can, but like you said, the real-life world of it is, is a huge teaching, teaching tool. Yeah, to definitely. go through it. Every, every person or every time is going to be probably present itself differently, right? Yeah. Yeah, I always think, too, part of it is, you know, that thing, if you're not cleaning right after your service, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go grab a snack, then I'll clean. Yeah. Clean first. Exactly. Then <laughs> grab your snack, because that's when your walk-in client will come in. Yeah, when you least expect. Yeah. And you think you have more time to do something. Absolutely. Get it done first, and then... Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Do you sure. find that the clients... Um, maybe notice that, that yeah, you definitely, didn't look prepared, or yeah. is that something you felt? Or Yeah, you, know you can mean? feel when they kind of see you maybe rushing a little bit, or seem a little unfocused right. with, right. yeah, yeah, yeah it's something they can pick up on. Right, especially if you're with in the hair salon, and a client all of a sudden, they put you on the spot saying, yeah. Maylene, do you have time for brow wax? Yeah, shaping? and then it's like they're right like, there. Oh, <laughs> <yes."> yeah. <laughs> and they're right there in yeah. front of you, and it's probably the first time you're meeting them too, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. we all know how important those first impressions yeah, exactly. are too. But, and you manage to uh, ease it into it and, and make it all good for them, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. eventually with practice. Mm -hmm. what, you said there was a few other things as um so that was one challenge about those last minute yeah. be ready for the changes. And have you ever had it during a service where a client you think is coming in for one thing and it turns out it's completely different and you're all set up and ready to go? That's happened, but more so with 
you think they are just getting one service and then ends up being a little more than that, which has been okay. Like, depending on your schedule, sometimes you'll have to push back a few clients, which happens sometimes by a few minutes. And how did you handle that? Um, it was okay. I just kind of give a heads up to the next person to let them know, maybe running a few minutes behind, just so that they're prepared. Good. And did you have, like, did you have to do that yourself or did you have someone? No, luckily, usually we had, like, a receptionist to call ahead. Mm -hmm. So really important, that communication, giving them heads up, especially if they're rushing to come see you. Yeah, And then come in and find out you're 15, 20 minutes or half. It's better to let them know as soon as possible so they're not... Right. Do you have an example of that happening? Um, Yeah, like, I've had, like, say, a Brazilian wax, and then they wanted to do their brows on top of that, which isn't too much longer but just to let the next person you have know yeah because I'd can, have like brows can take a while yeah. especially if you've never had that person before yeah now you have to shape figure out their face their contour yeah. what would they like you know yeah so mm-hmm. for sure I could see that taking some time I had okay side note I had once a client come in to get their brows done and they brought a picture oh. but their brows look nothing like the picture <laughs> And that was before I did microblading, and I was like, um, how about we work with the shape you have? That's been something (laughs) that comes up when your client wants something that you can't provide that exact thing for them, but you can, you kind of have to communicate and let them know how close you can get to that, Mm -hmm. or it's better to always let them know beforehand. Do, Do you find that you learned that more so when you got out into the industry? Yeah. Because how do they prepare you in school for something like that, right? Um, we were always told to let our client know how long they need to grow their hair out and things like that. But once I got into working in aesthetics, I don't know if we had a policy up about it. So once I had a lady that came in and her hair was too short. So that was something I had to prepare for. To let her know it might not all come up. Oh, yeah. So I think it's important to set your policies and instructions yeah, that's absolutely. Good. And then it's consistent, especially if you're working with yeah. others. So I have to ask the um, a hard question now. Okay. <laughs> My favorite. Have you had the situation of a disappointed or upset client for whatever it was that you were running late or you couldn't provide the shape of the brow they wanted? Or you know what I mean by the scenarios that are out there? Did you have that happen yet? I that have. challenging client that yeah. kind of makes you step back a couple steps and say, whoa, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. Um, though I was just actually mentioning part of it, how um, one lady came in and her hair was a little too short for the service. She was getting a few waxes done. So during her first one, I let her know kind of in the middle of the service that it might not all come out, which was my mistake. I should have let her know before because you always want to, have them expect less and then provide more, mm-hmm. just so they're more... Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's a good statement. Um, yeah. Just so they're not disappointed. Mm-hmm. You always want to provide the best. And sometimes their hair is too short. There's nothing you can do about it. Let's grow it out first, but... Um, and yeah. how did she... She out? wasn't too happy with it. I think more of the circumstances, she was going on a trip. She was about to leave. It was kind of, yeah, disappointing, so... Part of it was my fault in not letting her know right away. Mm-hmm. But also another part was not knowing myself if it would all come off too. So I did. I could have let her know, but mm-hmm. I guess I didn't know the rule of thumb on how long or it should right, be since yeah. shaping her. 
whatever. Did you ask her, like, when the last time you shaved or relaxed? I kind of did after I let her know that this might not all mm, right. come off, but, yeah. Yes, we, we um, are going to have a, a discussion on the importance of consultation. Yes. In mm-hmm. all services, right? Very like, important. We use a lot of it for maybe a brief thing on the phone for the waxing, make sure it's half an inch long or a quarter of an inch or whatever mm-hmm. the policies are. But we, we definitely, I think, do a better job when it comes to facials because we sit down and that's part of the training. But I think it's it's a statement that we need to recognize that if you, if you do it at the beginning of a service mm-hmm. or the pre-consultation on the phone, um, there's questions that you can ask that client, like going on a trip, do you have a special occasion? Mm-hmm. You can start preparing that client Definitely. to what to expect, what eases off you, the service provider, right? Mm-hmm. That that's already been given if possible, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Especially waxing. I feel like waxing is one of those services where it seems like everybody thinks it's like really exactly. easy and you're just going to go in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is an important one too, especially yeah. over the phone. Especially as the service provider, you're used to doing it all the time, so you kind of know what's going to happen. But for mm-hmm. them, you don't. That's they could right. be the first time ever, so yeah. Yeah, you so always if you treat them like it's their there. first time, yeah, every time. Yeah, maybe you know we kind of fall into complaints and, and comfort, and we forget to mention it. So exactly. We cover our bases every time, and so I always found for me what helped was, you know, having a busy day, book back to back. I'd look in my morning. I'd come in a little earlier. No, I wasn't on the clock. <laughs> I would just do it for myself so I was prepared and yeah. look at my day and say, okay, I've got this going on, this, this. So then I kind of had my head ready for my morning, you know, had my lunch and then sometimes have lunch. <laughs> you know, busy things are, run behind, things happen, but there's always time for it. Um, and then prepare myself for afternoon, right? Yeah. And then those last minute doing a pedicure and Suzanne, do you have time for like a quick brow shaping? It's like, you know, let just check my schedule. And mm-hmm. sometimes I, I could do it. And I was like, because that's something I always tried, was like you said, uh, what was your statement again about ex- to help them to expect? You want to prepare them for kind of less than Yeah, what you're so when you deliver them? more, exactly. it's like a big, it's, they're it's more bigger statement. grateful to it, kind of. That yeah. Sense. yeah. You don't want to overpromise. Exactly. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. Overpromise, yeah. underdeliver that exactly. kind of statement. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that, um, I'm not sure if you know of anyone else, if you kept in touch with anyone from school, but do you think this is common, like for a lot of grads after? Yeah, definitely. Like, we kind of had an idea, like for the waxing one again how long it should be but there was never really like the rule of thumb Mm -hmm. so at that moment when I had that client I didn't know the three to four week Mm -hmm. period which I couldn't tell her so I kind of had to say I don't think it's gonna all come off Mm -hmm. oh yeah right yeah Mm -hmm. so what has been one of the most positive surprising (laughs) (laughs) these are actually all good though because it helps you grow as a service provider Mm -hmm. it's so important because you've learned tools now what to use Mm -hmm. and how to say things and maybe different people's personalities I mean that's that's something that they never touch on in school yeah is personalities and how to speak to different people exactly and how to work with different people and still honor yourself right you're still you and and you're the professional you're the provider but you will have to deliver the message probably 10 different ways in its yeah. day, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. What was um, something that you you felt was surprisingly positive, that whether you have a story or 
a scenario or something that you discovered that was like, wow, I, I didn't realize how important that was and how good it feels to yeah. be this way or to say this or does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I think it was always important to be confident during your service, um, during consultation, service, and then afterwards as well if you have to give it aftercare. Just because I think the client will feel more confident and better about how the service is going to go when you feel like you're going to give a good service. Right. And when that feeling, when you finally had that full connection, how did it make you feel? Really good. Yeah. Really good, like... That was a good one. That was a good one, right? I know those are the best feelings. Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta celebrate those yeah. those moments because sometimes it's not the case. Exactly. So you could have done everything. Have you had that happen yet? Yeah. You've done everything and your what you could do and you thought it went really well and for whatever reason it's still I mean, I could go on with many stories. Not that it was a horrible <laughs> thing, but yeah, then, you know, in the end, yeah. what I what I learned from all that is a lot of times it's not us, the provider, exactly. it's what's going on in their day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember that first, you know, aha moment, if you wish, of, oh, it's not me, mm-hmm. yeah. it's them. And that was quite a while ago, but I remember the client, and all of a sudden she was just really, really upset, and I can't remember what the reason was. That's too long. I just remember the experience and the mm-hmm. feeling, and she said, she said, you just don't understand. And I actually said, well, help me understand what's going on. Yeah. And then she broke down and cried because I just found out my mom had, was sick. And like it was a lot of personal. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh. and then just ironically, I said, well, why don't you just come sit down over here and I'll make you a tea. You don't need to leave yet. And I, she goes, I don't. I said, no, no, come over here. I'll find you a space. Sat her down. I said, have a tea in a private room. And then the music was going. And I said, you know, take your time and. Yeah. If there's something else we can do, I'll come check in on you in a few minutes. And and she just said, oh, my God, that was the best thing you could have done. And it had nothing to do with the service anymore. It was just yeah. that is what the yeah. final How you treat your on the cake was. And yeah. Cherry left on the cake, as they say. Yeah. But, I mean, you can still try it and it's still. Yeah, you can do everything right in the service, mm-hmm. but still have someone unhappy, which is yeah. it happens. But as long as you did everything and then within, the other thing within your ability yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. And then what about, like, how did your day go? Like, when it doesn't settle, mm-hmm. how do you, like, shake that off and be ready for your next client who comes yeah. in all excited to say, hi, Emily, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> right? And you're just like, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sometimes you try and, like, think, what did I do wrong? But I don't know. Sometimes it's not always you, but. It isn't. And I think sometimes it's personality. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you c- just don't click with your client. Or they don't click with you. You're just not the right fit for them. And they have to find somebody who is the right fit. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. So Mm -hmm. you try your best and sometimes it's not in your control. Yeah, in the moment you kind of, you turn into a chameleon Mm -hmm. a little bit. So that at least they have something positive to say. Yeah. Right? And I think that's a huge part that I think we miss just in our customer service in general today. Yeah. Um, and, and when you're building a clientele and you're trying to grow your clientele or your business, you have to recognize that, no, the customer's not always right. They're almost always right. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Within reason. There's, yeah. Yes. There's... Yeah. And if you work for someone else, then you have that ability to pass that on mm-hmm. when they want to see a manager, right? Or someone above or someone who they can speak to about it. But when you're your own boss... You're self-employed. You're doing your own mm-hmm. thing. You are it. So you even have to have more tools in your 
toolbox on how to handle those things. But like you said, it's so important to have those policies and procedures in place of what to expect. And that's a huge thing. I think that a lot of um, trial and errors when you discover how important they are, Mm -hmm. to have it pre-set up before you even begin is Mm -hmm. really important. Yeah. I think when you have a different, like a wide set of clientele, you kind of have to adapt your personality to fit with them and their needs. Yeah. Like if you have a little bit of an older client, the Mm -hmm. topics you discuss kind of if you talk during your appointment, kind of what you discuss and Mm -hmm. how you say things is a little bit different for Mm -hmm. each person. And did you, did you always know that? Like, is no, that it was something I learned that as I went. As yeah. Went ah, very interesting. Yeah. Like, culturally, uh, my upbringing was a, a level of respect for someone older than me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I already had that in my life, mm-hmm. uh, but I knew friends or, or colleagues that never had that, and they would just get, like, reamed out by the client. And I was like, well, why would you talk to the client? Like, like I yeah. was shocked, and I yeah. realized, oh, my upbringing helped me with my my career and my job experiences and everything that I was doing prior to this industry, even though I started young, but I started working really young, but I was just kind of curious if that's part of it because that's why I'm sharing it Mm because sometimes if you don't realize that, it's, you know. Yeah, I don't don't think it's, some people don't maybe have that Mm -hmm. as they grew up, but for me, I kind of felt like I tried to be respectful to everyone, but then with some people, I didn't have to feel as reserved, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... And, yeah, just kind of mesh with their personalities more. Do you do you find that, um, uh, now I'm on to another thing, what about the conversations behind the door with the client? Do Because I know, I mean, the stuff that my clients would say, yeah. and I would just listen and, uh-huh, mm-hmm, okay, and yeah. no judgment. Mm-hmm, I knew that never, really quick, yeah. never judge, and, and it's okay. Uh, or when they're having very difficult times and, I remember, you know, clients, I've had them for 10 years and then hearing their terrible things that are going on in mm-hmm. their lives and how it just like, it's, it's heart wrenching mm-hmm. to hear it. But in some of the conversations were, you know, they would get inappropriate too. And have you had yeah. that happen? Yeah. Okay. How do you handle that? Oh, I want to know what the details though. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I've had a group, uh, these two ladies who came that were under the influence um, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You can just say it. It's yeah. 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 And, um, so they were a little bit, don't know how to word it. Um, inappropriate. Yeah. A little bit. Like the topics they were talking about. Yeah. Um, with each other noisy. or to you with each other and kind of with you, with me, you. they included you. you yeah. Included that conversation. Yeah. Um, a little bit with the space. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, moving around, touching things, oh. <laughs> like supplies. <laughs> oh, making themselves up. Yeah, I, um, so I did one of the ladies, and then I just let my manager know that that was going on, just so she knew, and she said as long as everything was safe, then it was fine to continue, so just proceeded to do so. <laughs> it was interesting, it was nothing bad, yeah. it was yeah. kind of funny, and yeah. They were having a good time. They were having a good time. <laughs> Wow, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I know um, um, you've been to, like, you've worked at other salons and spas in your latest venture where you're working. You get to experience a little different things happening. Yeah. Um, and you said, like, that you were surprised of, 
you know, oh, I get to learn a little more of the backside of a business. Yeah. Do you want to share a little bit of what you do on that? Yeah. So you mix, you've got a unique situation, right? You're mixing doing clients and you're um, in your day and then all of a sudden, you know, you're jumping on a podcast with Jareen and myself, <laughs> seeing all that. And then all of a sudden you got to run off and go fix a little something on a website yeah. or, you know, help with an order that came through yeah. or social media, social media. And you're all of a sudden you're taking reels and how do you find that balance in your day of, you know, tell us a little more about all that. Um, it was interesting, like, working just doing aesthetics. I kind of just had, like, one or two lines to work with, and that was all I knew. And then coming here, I get to kind of hear the backstory of how these products are made, the importance of ingredients and quality. Um, and then with um, the marketing side, I guess, or the website, mm -hmm. you got to kind of get to see how customers and clientele would take in that information how you want to present it is really important um yeah so just learning kind of more product knowledge about everything mm -hmm. um comparing different lines to each other mm -hmm. and how they kind of all have similar aspects but just put in different ways if that makes sense yeah it absolutely makes sense and I, I want to clarify, by here, you mean beauty cults? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we can say it. We can say it. Yeah. So you're working for beauty cults, so you get a blend of doing aesthetics on clients, but you're also at that back-end beauty supplier, mm -hmm. um, learning about products, about, yeah, like you said, how clients interact with the products. Yeah. Do you find that... Um, learning ingredients is really important because sometimes yeah. that's a common thread between different lines. So if you know one ingredient, you might know how it works depending, regardless yeah, of that line. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's important, I think, also for clients to know what they're using and it helps if you can educate them more that can help convince them mm -hmm. in that they need the product or whatever it is. Yeah, because yeah, you think that your goal would be to own your own spa. Yeah. One day, right? Yeah, eventually. Mm -hmm. And this kind of, we've had some ch good chats about it. Um, oh, yeah. That's much future, though. That's down the line. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Tell, tell me about <laughs> it. I don't know the goal. Tell uh, me about yourself. I would like to have, like, um, my own space one day. Mm -hmm. um, so I think this helps to see all aspects of business. Aesthetics. And then meeting people, right? Because some do it out of their home. Yeah. Some do rental yeah. room. Uh, different ways so, that it's set up. Ways yeah, exactly. you could do it. Is there any way that you're looking that you kind of went, oh, I didn't think of that. That's very interesting about that way of doing it. Like, were you always set on a location on its own, have a spa, staff, that type of idea? Or where, where were your thoughts on your own business one day? I don't know if I would have it where I'd employ and have it as a big area. I think, especially within the last few years, it's been a little easier to do it home-based, um, and just... And did you know that coming out of school already? Not really. I would see different spas, and they have, like, right. 20 employees or whatever it is, and you kind of think... you hear all the challenges going on? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed, like, a little bit more doable, yeah. I think, yeah. when I was in school, and now it's kind of more realistic that uh -huh. it can't be that big right away, at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's made right. it stepping stones exactly. into the different goals. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also, I think coming out of, in school, I kind of thought I could start it right away. Mm -hmm. But I realized 
it's a lot different when you get out of school. Yeah. You kind of have to help lead yourself, if that makes sense, be a little bit more independent, mm -hmm. gain actual experience in real life. So. Yeah, and build your clientele, right? Yeah. Yeah, and build yourself in this industry, yeah. right? Yeah. So I wanted to, just being aware of time, yep. I just wanted to find out from you why you chose aesthetics. What was the, what was the driving goal or desire, passion behind your choice to get into this industry? Um, I've always had an interest in it. Um, I took a course in high school for it and was really into it and then found out about all the other services that there was. I only knew like facials, waxing, and then... Oh, right, because that's all that was right. offered at school. Yeah. At high school, right? Yeah, and then I heard about the course that I was going to take, and there was a lot more services that I didn't know about. Right. So. Okay. So just a, a general kind of interest in the entire industry. Yeah. Was there one service when you started that you're like, this is my favorite? I'd say facials. It facials. started off that way. And what oh, is it still, now? It still is. <laughs> But I got a lot more into the brows, waxing, mm -hmm. laminations, tinting, especially um, like within the last couple of years when everyone would wear a mask, it was kind of the only oh, defining yeah. feature. <laughs> That's so cute. So I never thought of that. that. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I really like it. So. So yeah. on that note, it's important to keep an open mind. Yeah, definitely. You go in thinking that you're only going to do one thing. Or like one thing maybe, mm, right. but you end up seeing a lot more. Well, you also end up really cocooning yourself into one thing when, you know, your brow client, you develop that relation, could turn into that waxing client. Yeah, exactly. Or could turn into your facial client. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you, you know, kind of, I think that mistake I'm going to be a, it's not a mistake, it's just you've got to think about broader mm -hmm. if you're putting yourself into it. Mm -hmm. I find a lot of people, they start out like doing everything and before they know it, they're specializing. In yeah, exactly. Things, right. But you stay open to yeah. others. But yeah, that happens is. organically too. That's right. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. I, for myself, I got more and more people into with facials just because with the amount of learning you've got to do. So I was very passionate about yeah. it as well. And I think that's why it, I went that way a lot, but it, it kind of went that way for me because then yeah. clients talked about it. But, I mean, I did waxing. I did nails. I did makeup. I did, like, I always tried to make sure I, my hands were mm -hmm. involved in everything. Yeah. yeah. So, but I do understand how you can almost navigate to an area because there's so much to learn. Yeah. Industry, and it's always ongoing, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's important to specialize in something to be your main attraction. If, the, if you... To set yourself apart? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, but also keep your services open so that you don't close yourself off to opportunity. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's excellent. So if you could tell someone in school right now. Or considering going to school, maybe. Or considering going to school. I actually don't know what your question is. I don't know why I interjected. <laughs> no, but that's true. It could go either way. Um, what do you wish you knew or someone had told you in school that you found out, figured out, went through it here? If someone just told me, oh, I wish someone would just, why didn't mm -hmm. say, why wouldn't someone told me that? Yeah. Like, that was so important. I, what was that for you? I think the biggest thing was to practice. Practice? It, practice their service. Oh, okay. I think, it, like, 
it was told to us, of course, but you don't really realize how much you need it until you get out and then to the skills yeah side of it. and just be more confident in your movement what you're doing even talking to real clients is really important to practice um and then someone who's thinking of joining i'd say even if you don't want to pursue a career in it it's a really nice hobby to have or even just to kind of do it on the side if it's not mm-hmm. your main thing that you want to do yeah. but yeah. Or start out with one thing yeah. that they think they enjoy. Right, yeah. Because now it opens you up. don't actually yeah. have to go to school. Um, here in Canada, we'll be very specific to this. Yeah. <laughs> there is no regulations in our industry. No, that's only Alberta. Isn't it different provincials? No, it's right across Canada. That's all gone now. Like when I went to school, I, different I had to be that. licensed in BC. And, and they, Saskatchewan, wasn't it? It's all gone now. <gasps> But in the state... That's a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah we won't get into that. But just saying that, so here we have that, um, I guess that benefit of doing that a la carte style of learning. Like, you can still work full-time and mm-hmm. take it part-time. Like, Or if you're really passionate, think, I'm just going to mm-hmm. dive in and do the whole thing because yeah. this is definitely what I want to do. But I've met people who have taken just a small course, testing it out. I think I'd enjoy this. I think, I, I think I'd enjoy working from home. Yeah. So they try it out with one or two services, yeah. right? And then they go from there. Also, the financial aspect of it. And that too. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do one, say you start with waxing. You start that, mm-hmm. and you slowly build, if you're transitioning careers or if you're just starting out, you can slowly build it out without having to have that big time and financial investment to go to a full-time program. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, that was excellent. Thank you Thank so you. much for doing this, because I think it's important for people to hear yeah, it's been too long for me <laughs> to know what it's like post grad, <laughs> and it's changed. Our society's changed a lot. I've noticed the difference from thirty years ago to twenty to fifteen mm-hmm. to ten to yeah. the last five to the last three to one. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a unique perspective because a lot of times when we talk to people in the industry, they're always talking to people who have a lot years of, and yeah. years of experience, mm-hmm. but that's not always relatable to somebody who's thinking about getting yeah, into. Definitely into the industry. So thank you for sharing your insight with us. Thank you. About your first year and a half? Yes. Nice. Overall positive, it sounds like. Yeah. That's excellent. Thanks, Maylene. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Beauty Babble.